0: This is a classic German fairy tale called The Elves and the Shoemaker. Now there was once a shoemaker who lived in a little town, and he was a hard-working and honest man. But times were hard, and money was scarce, and soon through no fault of his own the shoemaker found himself becoming poorer and poorer and poorer until it came to the day that all he had left was enough money to buy, enough leather to make one more pair of shoes. And he cut out the leather, and he laid it out on his workbench, ready to sew the next morning. And he said to his wife, sadly, as they went up the stairs to their bed that night, he said, I don't know what's going to become of us, "'That is only enough leather for one pair of shoes, "'and after that, well, I don't know what we are to do.' "'So, sadly, they went off to their beds. "'But, as I said, he was an honest man, "'so he slept soundly in his bed that night. "'There was nothing troubling his conscience. "'Now, the next morning he woke up, "'and he went down to his workshop,' to make this last pair of shoes. But to his amazement, there on the bench was not the cut-out leather lying flat ready to be sewn together. There was a beautiful pair of new shoes. They were all beautifully stitched, and the heels were knocked on with tiny little nails And he picked them up, and he examined them. The needlework on them was exquisite. It was so fine. He hadn't seen any stitching like this before in his life. These were the most beautiful pair of shoes he had ever seen. He very hurriedly took them over and put them in the window of his little shop. And in no time at all, a rich lady came in. And she said, What a beautiful pair of shoes! May I try them on? Of course, madam, he said. Sit down, and he fetched the shoes over, and he tried them, and they were a perfect fit. Well, she was so happy with them, she paid him twice the amount of money that he normally got. Oh, he was so delighted. He was still puzzled as to who made them, but... He was a happy man, and now he had enough money to buy enough leather to make two new pairs of shoes. Now that evening he cut out the leather for the two pairs of shoes, and he left them on his workbench, intending to sew them in the morning. Well, the next morning, when he went down to his workbench, imagine his surprise when he saw two "'beautiful pairs of shoes sitting there already made. "'He examined them closely, and again there was no fault to be found with them. "'They were beautifully made. "'The stitching was tiny and exquisite. "'The little nails had been knocked into the heels just perfectly, "'and they looked so beautiful. "'Well, as quick as he could, he rushed over to the window, "'and he put them in the window.' of his shop. And he'd hardly turned around when the door opened, and somebody came in. Those shoes in the window, he said. I've never seen such wonderful shoes before. May I try them on? Why, yes, sir, of course. Sit down. Tried the shoes on. They fitted perfectly. These are wonderful. I shall certainly tell all my friends about them. In fact— "'Let me try on that other pair as well.' "'And he did. "'Oh, they fitted him like a glove. "'Well, that's wonderful,' he said. "'I'll have them both.' "'And he paid more than twice what he was expecting for them. "'Well, now he had enough money to buy leather for four pairs of shoes. "'And the next morning when he came down— The leather that he'd cut out the night before was made into four beautiful pairs of shoes. Again, they weren't in the window for long before someone came in. People came in and bought them, and word spread around the town. The shoemaker down there, he makes the most beautiful shoes, the most wonderful shoes, the most comfortable shoes. Oh, his reputation! was absolutely something else. Everybody wanted a pair of shoes made by him, and he was now making a lot of money and able to buy lots of leather, and he would cut out all the shoes and he would leave them on his bench that night, and in the morning there would be beautiful made shoes, all ready to go in the window and sell. Well, this went on for a long time, and now the shoemaker and his wife, instead of being poor as they had been, they were now rich. They were very well off indeed and very comfortable. Now one night the shoemaker said to his wife, You know, dear, he said, I would like to know who it is that makes these shoes for us. Because we still don't know who is making them. Who is doing this kind act for us? Who is it that has changed our lives, has turned our fortune around? Well, I too would like to know, said his wife. Yes, we should try to find out. There's only one way to do it, said the shoemaker. Tonight, We'll light a candle in the workshop, and we can hide behind the curtain, and then we can watch all night and see who it is that comes in and makes these lovely shoes for us. That's a good idea," said his wife. So they went down to the workshop. They lit a candle and they hid behind the curtain, and they waited there. And they waited, and they waited, and they waited, and the hours passed, and still nothing happened. But then their old clock struck twelve, midnight, and suddenly there was a rustling, and a scuffling, and a scrambling, and a scampering. And there through the door came two little elves, tiny little men, And they chomped up on top of the workbench and they saw all the leather cut out for shoes and they laughed and they set to and they worked and they worked and they worked and they worked they stitched and sewed and hammered and they sang little songs to each other and they were so happy and they made the most beautiful shoes, again, the shoemaker was absolutely stunned at how skilled they were. Now, there was another thing about them that they both saw, and it worried them. You see, both the little men were quite naked. They had no clothes on at all, not a stitch. And they thought, the poor little things, they must be as poor as we were before they came to our aid, and helped us. Well, they watched them as they stitched and hammered away all night, and then, before light, they had finished all the shoes, and with a laugh they skipped over to the side of the table, they jumped onto the floor, and they ran out the door. Now, the next morning, These beautiful shoes went in the window, and again it didn't take them long to be sold. Now that evening the shoemaker was said to his wife, "'You know, darling, those little elves, they've been so kind to us. "'They've saved us. "'They've stopped us from becoming poor. "'And actually they have made us rich. "'We are rich people now, thanks to them.' "'Yeah, I wish there was something that we could do "'to show our gratitude.' "'Well, that's easy, surely,' said his wife. "'What?' "'Well, you've seen them as well as me, poor little mites, "'Not a stitch of clothes to wear. "'And they must be freezing cold, poor little dears, "'and it's nearly Christmas, you know. "'Well, midwinter. "'They're going to be cold all right.' Why don't we make them clothes? A fine suit of clothes each. What a great idea! said the cob, the shoemaker. Yes, my dear, said his wife. I will knit them lovely little stockings, and I'll make them a little pair of breeches, and I'll make them a shirt, and a waistcoat, a jacket, and a nice little hat as well. And you, my dear, can stitch two pairs of beautiful little shoes for them. Aye, he said, that I will. And so again they had left, the leather for shoes cut out on the workbench. But they also worked at home at the kitchen table, in secret. And they made... All oh, the most beautiful, tiny little suits of clothes, which they knew would fit them, because they had seen them and they had an idea of how tall they were, or should I say, how small they were. Well, after a few days, the wife had knitted the most beautiful little pair of white stockings, little knee breeches, and a nice soft shirt and a waistcoat, and a jacket, and a nice hat, and the shoemaker had stitched two of the most beautiful little shoes that he had ever made in his life. He was really proud of these because they were an absolute masterclass in the excellence of shoemaking. He had made the most beautiful little pairs of shoes you ever could imagine. And then, on Christmas Eve which, of course, is the day that they celebrate Christmas in Germany. They went down to the workshop, but instead of cutting out leather and leaving it out on the bench for shoes, what they did was they laid out two beautiful little suits of clothes, and then they went and hid again. And they waited until midnight, until the clock struck twelve, and then the door opened, and there was the same scuffling and scrabbling and scurrying and scampering, and in came the elves, and they skipped across the floor, and they jumped up onto the table with a bound, and then they stopped in their tracks, and they looked at each other, and they muttered to each other, and they scratched their heads in puzzlement. There was no leather lying there for them to make shoes with. But what there was, was two suits of the most beautiful clothes they'd ever seen. And they knew that this must be meant for them, because they were the right size. They were not going to fit any human. And so they carefully picked them up they looked at each other and then they laughed they laughed from their hearts they laughed with joy as they put on the fine suit of clothes and then they put on their lovely new shoes and they laughed and they laughed and they linked arms and they danced they danced for joy and they sang and they said, "How beautiful the clothes was, and now they need never be shoemakers again and they skipped and chumped off the table, and they skipped across the floor and out the door arm in arm, and the shoemaker and his wife never saw them again because they never came back. You see the fairy folk will work for you if they choose to, but if you give them payment for it usually clothes then the deal is broken and they go away also the clothes fitted perfectly so they knew that they had been seen and the fairy folk they don't like to be watched and so they went off but by this time they had made the shoemaker and his wife rich people and they were comfortable and happy for the rest of their days. Now the shoemaker still made shoes, and, you know, maybe the stitches weren't as tiny as the elves' ones, but he was a good shoemaker, and influenced by what he'd seen the elves doing and the patterns that they were making, he made beautiful shoes still, and people still wanted to buy his shoes, and so the shoemaker and his wife were happy and comfortable and well off for the rest of their days.